This is Transforming Truth with the life-changing Word of God that heals, delivers, fills you with the Holy Spirit, all for your supernatural walk in Christ. Stay tuned for Transforming Truth with Chris Palmer. Well, praise the Lord. God bless you. This is Reverend Chris Palmer here on the Transforming Truth radio broadcast. It's Saturday night. It's 12.15, and you're listening. I want to welcome you to the show. We have a powerful hour of ministry prepared just for you, and I want to encourage you tonight, if you're out there and you need a touch from God, if you need the Lord to minister to you in spirit, in body, or in mind, I want to let you know that we're live tonight. This is not a recording. This is not a repeat. We're in the studio, me and my board operator, and I want to pray specifically for you. So 313-838-1035. Let me tell you that number again. It's 313-838-1035. If you're out there tonight, you say, Reverend Palmer, I need deliverance. I need someone to pray for me because I need healing in my body. Or maybe there's somebody you're out there tonight, you're dealing with shame guilt, condemnation, suicidal thoughts, or you have uh, a family member that needs prayer, somebody in the hospital, God wants to heal. He's a healing God. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not changing. He is unchanging. If he healed, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, that for this very reason... He came that he might destroy the the works of the devil. The works of the devil is sin, sickness, disease, misery, but most importantly, it's separation from God. The works of the devil were separating mankind from his father. And when Christ came, what he did is through his death, his burial, his resurrection, his ascension at the right hand, his sending the Holy Spirit, is he adopted you back into the family of God. And he wants you to receive that by faith tonight. And so if there's any work in your life of the enemy that is rampant, you feel that you just have something in your life that needs to go, I want to pray for you tonight. So I want you to call 313-838-1035. I have a good show planned for you tonight. I'm excited about the word that I have to share for you. So if you're on a drive home or if you're maybe you just can't sleep and you have your phone next to you and you're listening to Christian radio, I want you to touch that dial. I want you to stay listening. And you say, well, I'm going to go to sleep. Well, fall asleep listening to me. And it's not because anything I have to share. It's because it's God's Word. And it's going to get into your heart. And it's going to minister to you. And it's going to deliver you. Do you know a healthy dose? It says in Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, that thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. As a minister of the gospel, I have the opportunity to travel and preach. And the people, and I've been in full-time ministry now. I know there's people that have been in ministry for 50, 60 years, but, you know, I'm a young guy, uh, relatively speaking, but I've been in ministry almost a third of my life, uh, full time. And uh, the majority of the people that I deal with are people that are dealing, the things, that, their biggest issues are mental issues, problems in their mind, confusion and condemnation and distress. And the issues of the mind are what lead people to get into habitual acts and addictions and they lash out at people you know you find somebody that's you know has road rage and you think well what a jerk but the problem with these people is they're unhappy with themselves they're unhappy with uh you know uh you know what's going on on the inside they're tormenting their minds and so this is the big issue people have and they don't understand that if you would i was telling someone this the other day they're distraught in their mind. I said God's word promises that if you keep your mind on Him, He'll keep you in perfect peace. And I said the way you can do that is keep your Bible next to your bed. And when you wake up in the morning, before you even get out of bed, read a chapter or read two. You don't have to study the word at that moment. you got stuff to do during the day. But pull the Bible out and just read a chapter or read two and then get out of bed. And you'll see how far that will go. Or... You know, uh, before you go to bed at night, put the Bible in your mind and allow the peace of God to dwell in you richly. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 3, 
Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. And so you need the words of God, which is the Bible, to dwell in your heart. And you'll be amazed that when you go to sleep at night, how your dreams will be inspired by the Holy Ghost. And if you can do this on a consistent basis, not give this up, you're going to start to see a major change in your life just because you uh, changed your mental diet. You know, I was um, going out in the morning this past week, and, you know, it's quiet in the morning. I put on the radio, and the very first thing that came was advertisements. And I thought... Why do I want to listen to the radio in the morning and have someone try to sell me something? Very first thing to start my day off. And sometimes we're so numb to this, we don't even realize that this is what's going on. When we hear these advertisements, and so you're driving, and or you're trying to get from point A to point B, and people are trying to sell you stuff all day. It's no wonder why people get angry and upset, because you just have this constant annoyance in your life. Turn the radio off. And allow the peace of God, allow the word of God to get in your heart. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Holy Ghost while you're driving. Or meditate and confess the word of God to yourself. Or listen to the word of God. And you will notice. Sometimes you think you need all this medication. Or you need Xanax and you need, you know, whatever. Those kind of medicines that you take for your... You need all this kind of stuff. You need to go see... And I'm not saying that's not helpful. I'm not a doctor. I can't talk on that. But I can say is I know from experience in dealing with people that they don't need to run to all these medicines right away. They just need to get the Word of God in their life and allow it to dwell in their heart and get into their spirit. And uh, I remember... This reminds me of one time when I was in college. There was a guy and he was extremely confused and upset. And he was doing things that... Uh, he had regretted doing I said, you know, when was the last time you read your Bible? And this is a Bible college student. He said, well, it's been some time. I said, well, why don't you go, you know, read your Bible, get along with the Lord. And prior to dealing, prior to that, he was upset, he was aggressive. He comes back a couple hours later, he said, man, I just, I opened up my Bible and just started reading it. And, you know, I can't tell you what it did for me. And his countenance was changed. It wasn't as confused. He had a peace about him. And, that's very simple. There's nothing deep about that. So I feel led to share that as we begin tonight. Let me say this. We'll go to the phones in just a second. But I want to announce before we get too far into the show that I have some special services coming up. And I want you to be a part of those services. They're coming up in just a few weeks. Uh, people say, you know, Reverend Palmer, when is it do you minister? And You know, do you have a church or can I come to that church or... <laughs> And they asked, you know, I said, well, you know, I don't have a church, but I do services. I try to do them on a quarterly basis. And uh, so let me give you the dates of those services. I'll be doing my services called Supernatural. If you need some, if you know someone that needs deliverance, needs a touch from God, needs healing in their body, needs to experience uh, the fire of God's word uh, or whatever, I want you to bring them. Uh, They will be April 18th, April 25th. May 2nd and May 9th, the Friday nights, all of them. Again, it's April 25th, April April 18th, April 25th, May 2nd, May 9th, 7.30 p.m. at the Hilton Garden Inn in Novi, Michigan. It's a nice hotel. We had great services last time. People were healed by God's power. God did miraculous healings in people's bodies. Uh, And so I want you to come and be a part of it and experience the presence of God. We're waiting for you to be there. And so you say, well, I can't make one of those. Well, make, try to, you know, I can't make the 18th. We'll make the 25th. Well, I can't make the 25th. Well, make May 9th. Well, I can't make May 9th. Make, make, come to one of them and bring someone that needs a touch from God. They get better and better every night as we build and allow the glory and the presence of God to get stronger and stronger with every service. Okay? Also, people say, well, where can I reach your ministry, Reverend Palmer? You can find me at www.chrispalmerministries.com or you can find me on Facebook, Chris Palmer, and you can like me or Chris Palmer Ministries. You can like us and find out with our updates. Also, I want to ask you to do me a favor. I'm going to be preaching in the Caicos Islands. Uh, I go there almost every year. And uh, since this ministry began in 2009, and I'm in partnership with some churches down there, and I bring the Word of God. Now, I say this to my friends that listen to me on the radio and my partners that listen to me on a regular basis. I want you to keep me in your prayers as I go down there. There's witchcraft on the island, and that has tried to affect our services in the past. And so if there's prayer warriors out there and this ministry is in your heart, I ask for your prayers. 
as I'll be going down there on Thursday, and I'll be staying three weeks to preach and minister to the people. We sent them 75 books because of your generosity. Uh, when my book, The Believer's Journey, came out, we sent them 75 books. And so I'm going down there to preach and to minister, and we're doing outreaches on North Caicos Island, uh, and then we're doing main services on the main island. Three weeks, revival services. And so I ask for your prayers, and I ask you to bind up the power of the enemy. Take authority over every work of darkness that would try to come against this ministry or the work of God on that island. And so I ask for your prayers. Plead the blood of Jesus over us. Declare that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And I ask that you would stay committed to me in your prayers and in your partnership while I'm down there. Can you do that? Can you write me on Facebook or write me an email? And let me know that you're praying for me, okay? All right, let's go to the phones tonight. We have Isua. Uh, God bless you. Did I say your name right? Yeah, it's Efoa. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I tried to get it right. Can you say it one more time? Efoa. Efoa. What a lovely name. God bless you and, and welcome you on the show tonight. How can I pray for you? Um, I would like to pray for my parents, especially my mom. Mm-hmm. That has been a, like a long time that I heard from her. And I've been having this feeling that something is wrong with her. Where is your mom at? Um, my mom is in Africa. Okay. Is, what what the country? I'm Ghana. Do you have a way of getting a hold of her? Does she have a phone or does she have, uh, you know, uh, uh, internet or uh, anything, access to mail or anything? Um. Yeah, she does. Like, I've been trying to get hold of her, mm-hmm. but I've not been able to, like, speak to her. Do you have yeah. have you spoken to any family members in Ghana about your mom and how she's doing? No, like I've tried to call any of them and nobody has responded yet. Okay. Um is this something that's normal? Um it's not normal. Okay. Okay. Well, I want to pray for you tonight and you know, I want there to be some resolve to this situation and you know, how are you handling this? Um pardon me. How are you handling? Are you doing okay? Are you concerned? Um, yeah, I'm really concerned. Okay. Well, I'm gonna pray for you according to Philippians chapter four and or chapter three. I want to believe that in this time where you're not able to hear from your mom, that the peace of God comforts your heart. And I'm gonna ask God that there be resolve put to this, uh, and that you get in touch with your mom, and that God will begin to work this out for you. Okay. Okay, thank you. Father, I give you praise and glory for my sister, Iswa, that called in tonight. Father, your word says that the peace of God shall guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, the peace of God that surpasses all of our understanding, that garrisons our mind round about. Now, Father, I pray for Iswa that you would grant her this peace. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that your spirit would come over her and begin to reveal to her what's going on. And Father, in the natural, she may not be able to make contact with her mom. But I pray that you would give her supernatural insight by your spirit, a word of wisdom to know and discern what's going on in this situation. And I pray, Father, and thank you that every word that comes from you is supernatural, God. Every word that comes from you brings peace and joy and patience and contentment into our hearts. And I ask, Father, that you would by your spirit speak to her heart. Show her what's going on. Reveal to her, Father, the reason why she's not able to get in contact with her mom. And I pray, Father, that your peace would lock a hold of her heart. I pray in the name of Jesus that you'd work this situation out and that you would begin to minister to her. I give you praise for it now, Father, in the name of Jesus. And I pray for a complete resolve to this situation this week i pray when she goes to bed i pray when she's going through the day that there would be no worry i take authority over worry and concern and i command it to go now father and i pray that the only voice that she would hear in this time is the voice of your spirit and the voice of your holy ghost speaking to her father words of life and i pray protection over her mom i plead the blood of christ over her family and i declare they walk in your protection they walk in your peace and they walk in your guidance in jesus name i pray amen amen okay you what you write me an email let me know how your family is it's uh info at chris palmer ministries.com okay okay thank you okay god bless you god bless you too we got liz on the phone tonight god bless you liz how are you 
Yes, I'm fine. Thank you. I just forgotten. Uh, I mean, I didn't get a chance to get in on the beginning of the program, so I don't know what it's about tonight. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sleeping very well, and I don't. I need a lot of peace. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm real tired, and I just look like to me it's what I'm going through. And um, I need spiritual strength, and I just want prayer. Sure. What are you going? Is it you just? Are you physically uh, ill in your body, or is there something that's no, no, on no, your mind? No. It's something on my mind. Um, just going through. That's all. I'd rather not say. But um, mm-hmm. I know that um, you know. It's really like to me. It's overwhelming to me mm-hmm. to the point where I can't even rest at night, and it's just ridiculous to me all day. But um, anyway, I, I just need prayer that God will um, see me through it. You know, because He's He's in control. That's all I know. Well, that's that's absolutely true, and I want His control, and I want His uh, this power of the Spirit to be a reality in your life. And the verse I have for you, Psalm chapter three, verse five, which says, "I can't hear you." The last part is that what you just said. I didn't, I didn't hear you. The last, the verse I have for you tonight is Psalm chapter three, verse five, and it says, okay. "I laid me down and slept, and I awaked, for the Lord sustained me." And yes. so the word "sustained" means that God is going to supply to you what it is that you lack so that you have endurance and you seem to have perhaps your emotions are wrung out and they're spent and there's some times where you can be so tired and so wore out that you can't sleep because it becomes a burden to you how tired you are and that usually is an emotional thing and when you have a lot that weighs on your mind uh that's care and Jesus yeah. identified those as the cares of this world. And when those cares that you have begin to weigh on your mind and your emotions begin to wrap themselves around those cares, cares begin to become larger and more out of proportion. And they begin to blind us from how able God is and what His Spirit's able to do through us. And, th- mm-hmm. and how He can just, in one snap of a finger, minister completely to you and change everything around. And it hinders your faith. And because your faith's not able to grow, you know, things become hopeless. Uh, and it's really, you know, that's not how God wants you to be as a believer. So I want to pray for you tonight and declare your sleep return to you and declare that what's taking your sleep will be bound in your life, okay? Um, I want, um, like you said, just like, um, it's like, uh, um, let me think what I was trying to say. It's something, oh, um, inner healing needed, inner healing too. Okay. Like an inner. Like emotional inner healing. Is it something you've been dealing with for a long time? Yes. Yes, as a matter of fact, but God is delivering me. He is. is and, it? um, Do you... yes, He's delivering me. He's oh. delivering, but, um, I, I, I gotta, I gotta, um, you know, wait on, but I'm, it's a process. I understand. Uh, do you feel that at the, and we don't have to be specific. I'm not gonna ask you to tell me what it is, especially over the air, but can I ask you, do you feel that? This this inner healing that is taking place in your life is starting now to come to a head. Uh, yeah, definitely because of the new church I you know had visited and they're helping me. And the thing about it is, it's um, quite a bit of deliverance that I needed from um, stuff. And um, you know I had a broken heart, but mm-hmm. you know God is doing it. And so um, you know it's just um, like I say, um, it's, it's just taking a moment. And so. I just I don't see why you know I I can't rest to it you know but I I I don't I don't get that you know but anyway I can't tell God what to do either so let him I'm just gonna let God have His way and you know just keep praying and asking I I need a bad prayer life too but um I will just keep on you know um you know pressing in and seeking Him you know because well, I, I I need just what you told me huh. No, I understand, and he's gonna. He, he wants you to have the fullness of your deliverance. So I want to pray for you tonight, okay, Liz? Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for my dear and precious sister who's called in tonight. Father, she has the need and desire, and Father, she's asked you for inner healing in her life. And I thank you, Father, that you come to make us whole. That every aspect of us, in this case, the emotional aspect, and even in parts of her mind concerning her memory need a touch from you. And Father, I join my faith and my listeners join my faith for Liz's deliverance. Father, in Jesus' name, I command every emotion in her life to be whole. 
I command every uh, thought in her memory to be wiped clean. I pray in the name of Jesus that right now she would receive the peace of God in her life. I pray, Father, that she would sense something brand new inside of her emotions. And I pray that you would totally cleanse her on the inside. And in the name of Jesus, I commend every care, every fear, every loathsome and judgmental and dreadful thought that continues to come repeatedly and play itself over and over in her mind. Every regret, I command that to leave her in the name of Jesus. I command in Jesus' name the condemnation that comes to her and says you should have done it this way or done it that way or maybe it's in and, and blames you for everything that took place i command those lies to leave in jesus name father i pray that you would liberate her totally and completely from all of the self-deception that she has about who she is she doesn't see herself as the daughter of the living god that she is the royalty that she is now a part of the family of god and i pray holy spirit that on top of delivering her completely through your son i pray that you would give to her wisdom and revelation knowledge concerning who she is and i declare that you will walk in a fresh revelation of who you are as a child of god and it's not so much any more needed deliverance as it is replacing the old idea with a brand new idea of who you are inside of him and i pray in the name of jesus that the ministry of the spirit would begin to operate and unfold itself in your life and that as it does that it will show you exactly who you are as a member of the family of god and that you'll walk in that divine right that's been given to you through jesus and Father, I command this to be done in her life. I pray, Father, that while she's going through her day-to-day -day life, that she would begin to receive uh, understanding and wisdom suddenly, Father, through her day-to-day, -day, not even seeking you for it, and suddenly a scripture she never understood, Father, just begins to make sense to her and go off in her spirit. And when it does, she walks in light of it. And I thank you for that, Father. And I command in Jesus' name now that the only voice for her to hear is your voice speaking to her and leading her and guiding her. And I thank you for it now, Father. I pray that she rejoice and be glad. In Jesus' name I pray, Father. Amen. 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 Thank you, because that's exactly what I was going through. I mean to tell you, that devil, that lowdown. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, Thank you for being there. God bless you. God bless you, Liz. And, and call and, and let us know your testimony, okay? I sure will. Okay, God bless you. Be free. Go walk now as a daughter of God, okay? All right. Thank you. God, God bless you. you. God bless you. We're talking tonight about prayer, and I want, if you have your Bible and you're listening tonight, people say, well, you know, we listen to you, we open up our Bibles, and and uh, I thank God for that. It's important to go through the Word of God and see what God has, and, uh, and we're going to continue to go to the phone, so if you're on the phone, uh, I'll take your call in just a second, but I, I want to at least get to some teaching tonight, and I'm going to talk to you about Ephesians chapter 6, one of the more common chapters in the Word of God. And I want to talk to you about what the Apostle Paul says. Beginning in verse number 10. There's a lot of interesting scripture here. And let's read here. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. This is a familiar verse that we have all heard. And the finally here in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 is an interesting word. Because this is Paul wrapping up his letter. And he's saying that in light of everything that I just said, I want to say this before I go. So this means in light of everything that he said in the last six chapters, last five and a half chapters, it all comes down to this. If you look in Ephesians 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, you'll see that Paul is revealing a very powerful revelation concerning the church of Christ, that we now are seated with Christ Jesus in heavenly places, concerning that we are no longer darkness, but we're now light in the Lord. We don't have fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness, but we reprove them. And he starts talking about the identity of the believer. You know, one of the most important things is that you don't just know your identity in the natural. You know your identity in the spirit realm. That you know that in the spirit realm, the moment that you become a child of God, that the enemy is going to try his best to stop you and to overtake you. And he's going to try to hinder you. That 
Paul says that in verse number 12, that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. Many times that we read this verse, we like to focus in on this and talk about, oh, you see now, Brother Chris, that the enemy, he has all these principalities and powers that are coming at me. And yes, of course, the kingdom of darkness is real. And the kingdom of darkness is against the kingdom of God to try and slow down its multiplication and its process in the earth. And that, you know, the enemy can't stop God. The enemy can't stop the kingdom. All he can do is try his best to slow it, but he's not going to get away with it because we have too much light. And the light always expels the darkness. So what Paul is saying, in light of the fact that you have been given all things that pertain to life and godliness, that you've been blessed with all spiritual blessings, that you have the ministry of the Spirit now alive and active in your life, that we don't serve a dead letter, but we are now led by a living Spirit that's alive and speaks to us, that you have to be on the lookout and you have to walk vigilant, like Peter said, First Peter chapter 3, because the enemy is going to try to not only slow the kingdom, but he's going to try to slow you, who is a part of the kingdom. And many believers get tripped up in their walk with God is because they're not conscious that a lot of the issues and the problems that you deal with in, uh, in life have to do with the kingdom of darkness. And he gives you a prescription for this. And it says here in verse number 13, Wherefore, take unto the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, having done all, to stand. So, at the end of this, you're supposed to be standing. That means you're not defeated. And you say, well... Where if I'm standing, it implies you just had a battle. And if you're standing, someone is not standing. And who's the one that's not standing? It's your enemy that came against you. And so after this battle, you're going to be the victorious one. And so you say, so what do I have to do to be the victorious one? Or it says here in verse number 14, this is how you stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shot with the perspiration of the gospels of peace. And verse number 16 says, Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the evil one. Verse number 17 says, Take upon the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. I want to talk to you tonight about two aspects of the armor of God. Number one is the shield of faith. And I want to talk to you after the, about the shield of faith one more that we always forget about, that we really don't spend a whole lot of time focusing on. So it says here, above all, taking the shield of faith. This word here, above all, it, many times people think that this is the most important part of the spiritual armor. But the word above all doesn't mean that. It's not talking about the order of importance because if... You think that the shield is the most important, and you remove the helmet, you're going to find out just how important the helmet is. If you're in battle, every piece of equipment that you have is important, and none is important above the other. The word above all simply means the position that faith should have over the other pieces of armor. It's talking about where faith is placed in your life. And this means that it should be placed in front of everything and cover your whole life. The Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight. So when it says above all, it's telling you that the shield of faith is never meant to be held by your side or behind your back. Faith is supposed to be out in front where it can completely cover and protect you from harm. Because you, when you study Roman armory, you'll find out that Romans kept their shield in front of them from the deadly blows of the enemy. Do you never see somebody that has a shield and they're carrying it to their side? Anybody that goes out in battle, when they're doing battle, they take the shield and they keep it in front of them. The only time you ever see them resting their shield is when they're no longer in the battle. And so the position that faith has to have in your life is it has to be in front of you, and it's that faith that covers every other aspect of your salvation. And you say, well, what's faith? 
faith is your understanding and your revelation of Jesus. The most important thing that you have in your spiritual armor is your understanding of who Christ is. Because faith, I say it like this, you can have faith in a lot of things. I mean, when I say faith, what kind of faith am I talking about? Am I talking about your faith in believing that tomorrow the Michigan State Spartans will be victorious or the Michigan Wolverines will be victorious? I mean, I was talking to my friend here tonight. He said, yeah, I believe, the, you know, Michigan State's going to pull it out in the end. He's a state fan. And so it's faith in that way. I mean, there's all sorts of faith. You can have faith that the light at the you're at a red light, you know, that it's going to turn green eventually. And you wait there 30 seconds and it turns green. I mean, you never doubted that it was going to turn green. That's your faith in that. So you have faith in things every day. But the faith that the Bible is talking about is the understanding of who Christ is. And when people say, well, I have faith, brother, I have faith, God's going to heal me, God's going to heal me. Well, real faith is understanding that he is going to heal you because you know that Jesus Christ is the healer and that's been revealed to you. And that faith should be the number one thing in your life that is out there on the battlefield because what's going to supply you strength in the battle, what's going to cover you when the enemy comes in and he says, nah, God's not going to pay your bills. Oh, no, 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 you're going to lose your home or you're never going to find a job. You know that God is a provider. You know that he's Jehovah Jireh. You know that he is able. You know that he's done it in the past. You have your scriptures, Job 38, that you'll spend your days in prosperity, that you the length of your days you will fulfill i mean you have these scriptures out there and you say no devil he provides he blesses he guides he delivers and he's a provider or you're sick in your body and the devil says oh god's not going to heal your body but you can put your faith out there and you can say by his stripes i'm healed you put your faith out there and you could say that he took my sicknesses and he took my infirmities upon himself isaiah chapter 53 and you really believe this and so your faith's out there for healing, or your faith is out there for finances, or your faith is out there because the devil may say, well, you know, um, you're never going to win a soul to Jesus. You're never going to be able to be used effectively, or, you know, whatever, all this stuff that he, the enemy bombards your mind with. But if you really have revelation of God, you're going to walk in power, and it's going to protect you. It says here, taking up the shield of faith. Taking here means to take something up in your hand or to pick something back up again. This simply means that the shield can either be picked up or laid down. So when it says take up the shield of faith, this is a command that leads to options. And it places not the responsibility on God, but it places the responsibility on us. As to whether we'll use the shield of faith to go through life unprotected or we're going to use the shield of faith and to assume its defensive position over our lives. So every day you have a decision. Are you going to walk in a further revelation of Jesus or are you going to just sit on it? You know, when the Spirit of God reveals something to me about the Lord. And the Spirit of God reveals something to me about Christ. And that goes off in my spirit. I begin to confess that. I begin to speak that over my life. I begin to worship God out of that revelation or the abundance of what the Holy Spirit has revealed to me. And when you begin to do that, it sustains you. There's times in my life where I say, how did I get through this season? How did I get through this difficulty? How did I get through discouragement? And I'll find out that in those moments that God has revealed to me something about Christ, or He showed to me something about His faithfulness, or about His power, or about His healing, or about His presence. And when He showed that to me, it became an added link to my shield. And I held that up, and it's what sustained me and protected me in the battle. So the lonely nights, or the difficult days, when the enemy tries to come to you and push you over so you're not standing, you pick up that aspect of who you know God to be, and you hold it over you, and it sustains you against the enemy's trap for your life. Go to the phones tonight. We have Jennifer. God bless you. Welcome to the show. How are you, Jennifer? Hi, Chris. I'm good. How are you? I'm, um, I'm wonderful. God bless you. Um, I um, would like prayer. First of all, I'm really grateful for your ministry every week. I'm always listening and always encouraged. Oh, thank you. Um, 
So I'd like prayer because um, I feel that the enemy is uh, attacking my peace in our home, and it's a yeah, it's a very big attack. And I just want to pray for that and that I'm able to keep my peace. Yeah. Okay, and I want to pray for you, and, and specifically, Jennifer, when you say that he's attacking your peace, do you mean that you there's a presence in your home, or is it something that is like a conflict with your family members? Um, I guess you could say it's a presence or something. I don't know. It's it's in my it's in my mind, in my family's mind. I don't know. I don't know quite how to describe it, but it's a a, st- a stopping of peace. And I, yeah, I really don't know how to explain it. Is it? I mean, do you feel heaviness, like an oppression in your house? Um, uh, I guess you could call it something like that. Okay. Well, I want to pray for your home. And uh, there's one thing about my home is that people don't understand that. I mean, I'm gonna say people don't understand that, but it needs to be understood. That your home is your sanctuary and it's your dwelling place. And there are times where I can go into a home and, you know, or, or anybody can go into a home and say, you know, I sense a heaviness about this home. Or I sense a peace about this home. Or I sense, you know, there's times where I go to hotels and I say, I just don't have peace about being in this room. I need to change rooms, you know, you, and, and because there's presences that are there. And you want your home to be the dwelling place of the Most High God. And that has a lot to do with what you bring into your home. It has a lot to do about how you speak in your home, uh, what you watch in your home, who you allow into your home. And so if you're the one that is in charge of the home, you know, that is a responsibility that's important to, to govern correctly. But sometimes the enemy just tries his best to uh, disrupt the presence of God in your dwelling place. And that's a spiritual thing. And so you pray against that, and I want to pray for you tonight according to that. That's how I sense, that's how I feel led to pray. And I want to give you the verse, uh, Joshua twenty four fifteen, which says, uh, you know, choose this, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Uh, and so let me pray for you tonight, okay? And I want to pray and bless God for your home, okay? Is that okay? Mm-hmm. And so when I get done praying for you, what I also want you to do is I want you to... You know, when I'm not on the line with you, dedicate your house to the Lord. Tell the Lord that this house belongs to you, God. Say that this every room in this home is, I welcome your presence there. You know, uh, you just start declaring, find scriptures about sleeping peacefully. Find scriptures about dwelling in peace. Uh, and begin to claim those over your house. And you live within that victory. And then if there's anything in your home that is contrary to the peace of God, you know, maybe there's horror movies, or scary movies, uh, you know, games, or whatever you, you may have in your home that could disrupt the peace, just get rid of those things. Okay, Jennifer? Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for my dear sister Jennifer. I thank you for her sensitivity to you, Father. And I thank you for her desire to want to have a peaceful home and to walk in the peace of God. In the name of Jesus, she's asking you. She's asking you for a peaceful home. And Father, I command in the name of Jesus, in the authority of Jesus, I command every darkness, every dark spirit, every work of the enemy to leave her home. I declare, Father, that the house belongs to God. Anything any prior inhabitants of that home have brought in, anything that that home has seen, Father, from other people that have lived there, anything, Father, that has brought disruption to the presence of God, I command to go now from her home in the name of Jesus. I command, Father, the enemy to to leave that house. I command discouragement and heaviness and uh, condemnation to leave that home or any work of darkness in the name of Jesus. And I pray right now, Father, you fill Jennifer's home with your peace. I pray you begin to fill it with your presence. Father, we declare 
tonight that your home belo- her home belongs to you it's your sanctuary where you can dwell father and that she dwells in peace i pray father that while she's at her home that she can sit still and that her mind would be at rest and that her mind would be at peace while she's at home and that father she think peaceful thoughts while she's in her home god and that her sleep not be taken from her and that father she dwells peacefully in the day and at night in jesus name i command any fearful thoughts or any spirit of fear to leave that home in Jesus name I pray father God that she would walk in that home father and people would say wow I feel the presence of God I feel your peace and so Holy Spirit fill that home now in the name of Jesus I pray father that there be no strife in that home that when people are there they wouldn't argue that any spirit that tries to kick up strife go now and I just declare Holy Spirit that there's a that the blood of Jesus covers her home that father that no plan of the enemy could come near her dwelling that it's protected that it's kept safe and i thank you for it now father in the name of jesus i pray amen amen thank you god bless you jennifer we're going to go to a break when we get back we will take to the phones one more time and finish our teaching so stay tuned WMUZ Detroit in crystal clear digital HD and on the web at WMUZ.com. God bless you. We're back here on the Transforming Truth Radio broadcast. It's top of the hour. And before we begin to continue, I want to tell you tonight that if you didn't hear at the beginning of the show, 
I'm going to be doing services coming up. People say, you know, Reverend Palmer, I want to come and hear you preach. And and you have a church. I don't have a church in the area. Uh, I travel and minister. In the old days, you called an evangelist. Um, but the services will be coming up on Friday, April 18th, 2014. Friday, April 25th. Friday, May 2nd. And Friday, May 9th at 7.30 p.m. And they're at the Hilton Garden Inn in Novi, Michigan. So I want you to come out. It's free. You can bring somebody. And they fill up quick. Uh, but it's going to be a very powerful time of ministry. I'm going to be praying for the sick. So if you need people that need healing or you know, need a touch of God, they've exhausted medical resources or you know, whatever it may be, they need fresh fire from the Holy Ghost or uh, they're very powerful services. And, and that's because God is there. And so I want you to bring somebody, and I want you to come out there and experience a supernatural touch from God. Okay, so we'll be praying for the sick. We'll be anointing prayer claws. Uh, like if you know someone who's sick in a hospital and they can't make it out, get a prayer cloth. And we're going to pray according to Acts chapter 19, where special miracles were wrought by the hands of Paul, that even prayer cloths were brought to him. And they were delivered to people, and they healed sicknesses. And so I want you to make it out for that. Okay. We're going to finish real quick what I'm teaching, then I'm going to go to the phones in just a few minutes. So if you're on the line, stay, hold on, and we'll get right to you. Uh, but I'm ministering Ephesians chapter 6. And the thing that I want to point out to you that's peculiar about Ephesians chapter 6 is that you see the shield of faith and how it's your responsibility to pick up your revelation of Christ uh, and the different things, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit. But if you examine all of the things that you have on as a part of walking as a child of God, one thing you'll notice is that you don't have anything long range. And that means everything that you have been given in Ephesians chapter 6 are short ranged uh, equipment. You have helmet, you have shoes, you have a sword, but none of this does anything that is significantly long range. And so when you read this, you say, well, doesn't God equip me to do battle in that regard or that aspect? And so you say, well, what does he give me? Well, look at here. When you look at Paul's armory in Ephesians 6, many times we stop at verse number 17. But in verse number 18, God's going to show you your long-range weapon. It says here, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And so even though there's nothing here that's specifically mentioned as long range, the lance that God has given you or the Spirit that you can throw is your prayer life. And so by revelation, Paul compared the various uh, the various kinds of lances that they had in those days to the various kinds of prayer that God has made available to us as believers. And this is why the Apostle Paul says all prayer. So whether a believer effectually uses prayer and when a believer effectually uses prayer, it becomes a lance that can be thrust forth into the spirit realm against the works of the devil. So by throwing this instrument or lance of prayer into the face of the enemy, you are literally exerting great spiritual power, stopping the attacks of the devil from a distance. And that's important because the enemy should not get close to you. You're supposed to keep him held off. You know, you see movies about how the Roman Empire used to fight. They used to send arrows before they ran and charged the front lines of battle because when they shot those arrows and those spears, it took out more of their enemies so they had to do less fighting on the front line. Well, that's why God gives you prayer because your prayer is supposed to target the enemy, take him out from a distance so you don't have to exert yourself so much more when he gets close, we say, well, the enemy's close. He's fighting me. You should hold him off with your prayer. How do you do that? Praying in the Spirit. 
people say, well, Brother Palmer, you know, I don't believe in praying the Holy Ghost. I don't believe in praying in tongues. Now, I was talking to someone about this the other day. And I said, I know that might be your interpretation of the word. And I don't, you know, make light of your intelligence. I, I believe you're an intelligent person. But I can tell you that when I was baptized in the Spirit and began to speak with other tongues, there's no way to compare and to explain, unless you've been ex you've experienced it, the power, the tremendous power that's available through praying in tongues and praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit can be two things. You can pray in the Spirit in an unknown tongue, or you can pray in the Spirit in a known tongue. When you pray in a, both cases, it is the Spirit of God working through you. And I told someone, don't get so much caught up by the language that he's using, whether it be an unknown tongue or a known tongue, you need to focus in on the source. And that's the Holy Spirit doing praying through you. Many times people say, well, I'm going to pray. And they pray and it's rote and it's repetitive. At least you're praying. But to succeed in your prayer life and keep the enemy at a distance, your prayer life needs to be governed by the Holy Ghost. So that goes into waiting on God and allowing a connection to be made in prayer. And when you make that connection in prayer, you keep at it and keep praying and keep praying and keep praying. And you'll start to sense that things begin to shift in the spirit realm. And you just keep praying and you'll begin to see things in your life change because first things need to change in the spirit realm. You say, well... I have an addiction. You start praying and things will change. Something will change in the spirit realm. Something will change inside of you. And then something will change on the outside of you. You say, well, I'm depressed. Go pray. You say, well, I'm, I don't know if God's going to provide. Go pray. You know, that was old-fashioned. That's how it was. I mean, you talked to someone told me one time. They said, back in my day, the only thing I knew how to do was pray. One of my uh, mentors that taught me about prayer back in the year 2000, I'll never forget what he told me. He said, you know, a lot of times people just run and take their problems to whoever they can find. Today they take their problems on Facebook. They take their problems on Twitter. They take their problems. They just find strangers on the Internet and just share all their problems to. He told me, he said, and back then they had AOL. And he said, I don't, you know where I take my problems? I said, where? He goes, I take them to God and I pray about them. And when you really want to handle your issues, you teach yourself how to pray. And you teach yourself how to believe God. You teach yourself how to go into your prayer closet and just start praying until you have a connection with God. When you make that connection and you start praying by the Spirit, you are now throwing high-powered, long-distance lances that will knock over the power of the enemy. And when, you know, you have spears, you don't just protect yourself. You protect other people. When you're praying and interceding for other people, you are covering their backs. So if you neglect this valuable piece of weaponry, you're going to find that the enemy will continue to attack you from up close. So as we learn to pray with authority... Would develop the ability to strike the enemy from a distance and therefore maintain the victorious position that God has in our life. So I want to encourage you to pray. You say, when people always tell me, the enemy this, the enemy that, the devil this, the devil that, it tells them you're not praying. <clears throat> there are times where the battle is difficult, but you have the victory. And you have the equipment that's available that God has made to you to overtake the power of the enemy. We have Cheryl. God bless you. How are you tonight? Blessed. What can I do um, for you tonight? Like, I would just like prep for employment. Okay. Have you? How long have you been unemployed for? Quite a while. Okay. I will believe God for you for that. Uh, you know, God is able to touch you and to create employment for your life and I want to encourage you to be faithful in your giving, faithful in your finances faithful to give God what is His and that is an instruction out of the grace that God has provided everything for us that pertains to life and godliness He just asks us to honor Him and so uh, I want to pray for you tonight, okay? Okay Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for Cheryl Father, she comes to you, and I thank you. Your word says, take no thought what you shall eat, what you shall drink. 
take no thought for tomorrow, sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. You said, Consider the lilies of the field, for they neither toil nor spin, yet not even Solomon in all his glory was arrayed like one of them. And how much more valuable are you, O you little faith? And so, Father, I thank you that Cheryl doesn't need to have great faith to believe God for a job, to believe you for a job. Father, I thank you that just in asking, it's your desire to give to her all that she needs. And you've done that through Christ. And so, Father, I touch and agree according to Matthew 18, and I ask, Father, that you grant to her employment. I pray, Father, that you would open up opportunities for her. I pray, Father, that you would bless her. You would send people her way to help her, God. pray that you would help her occupy her time. I pray that you would help her to get her life in order in the areas where she needs to put order in her life. And I pray, Father, that when she's hired, that she's a good employee and that she works unto the Lord. I thank you for it now. I pray she have peace in her heart. I pray there be no sorrow, but I pray she be full of joy. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, Cheryl, God bless you. We're talking tonight and finishing up our teaching on prayer. And I, would, I was just saying a minute ago that people that say, well, you know, Brother Paul, right? The enemy is always doing this and always doing that. It's one thing to let me know what you need prayer for, but people that are always, always, always on the same thing. You understand that for to walk in complete victory, you have to have a serious prayer life. And part of that praying is Praying and interceding, not just for other people, for yourself as well. Someone says, am I selfish, Brother Palmer, because, you know, I pray for myself? No, you should be praying for yourself. And one of the best ways to pray for yourself is in the Spirit. The best way to pray, period, is in the Spirit. And when I say in the Spirit, I mean in other tongues, or I mean in a tongue you can understand. But I say in the Spirit because I mean the source is the Holy Spirit. For anybody that's ever prayed... With the help of the Spirit, you know the difference when you're praying and when the Holy Spirit is helping you to pray. And it is those times that you want to seek. And the Lord told me one time that He will help you pray as much as you ask Him to help Him, to help you. <clears throat> so if you need His help praying, you know, one of the, make it a practice in your life before you get in prayer. Say, Holy Spirit, help me to pray. Successful people are people that have learned how to pray successfully. You can pray successfully and unsuccessfully. And so I look for the times where I really, you know, I, this week I went to the gym, drove all the way to the gym, and I got on the treadmill and did 10 minutes, and I was getting tired, and then I did force myself to do another 3 minutes and 38 seconds, and I finally just said, forget it. And then I went to the leg press, <clears throat> and I did a few reps, and then my podcast wasn't working, and I, was just, I wanted to listen to some particular sermons that wasn't working, and so I said, you know what, just forget it. I'm going to leave. And I walked out of the gym disappointed in myself. Because I spent 30 minutes fooling around in the gym. And all these other people were getting good workouts. And me, I didn't even, I mean, it's just a waste of time. And I thought, this is how I don't want my prayer life to be. Where you're in your prayer closet and your text messaging and you're playing around with your iPad. You know, God hears you, but you want to maximize your time in your prayer closet. So consecrate that hour to God. Say, this is the hour I'm going to pray. I'm going to throw spears. I'm going to pray in tongues. I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to confess the Word of God, and I'm going to make this the greatest hour of my day. If you show excellence in prayer, you have excellence show up in every area of your life. So you first become excellent in prayer. And the way you do that is through praying by the Spirit and you'll begin to see that you don't face the enemy as much in your life up close. Okay? I want to remind you before we go tonight, if you've been blessed by the Transforming Truth broadcast, you can become a partner with Chris Palmer Ministries simply by going to www.chrispalmerministries.com. We're a partner uh, and listener-supported broadcast, so we uh, are appreciative of all your donations and contributions to us as you pray for us and sow into us financially. Uh, like I said, I'll be going to the islands on Thursday to preach, and I ask for your prayers. Remember me in your prayers. Remember uh, our efforts down there to be uh, 
a blessing to the people of the islands. There will be a lot of ministry, a lot of preaching and teaching. Remember the people of the islands as I go down there. And let me know you're praying for me. It's an encouragement. Info at chrispalmerministries.com. Uh, or you can Facebook and let me know. Okay, don't forget our services. Supernatural coming up. Uh, beginning April 18th, Friday, at the Novi Hilton Garden Inn. April 18th, April 25th, May 2nd, and May 9th. Free services come. Also, my book, The Believer's Journey, God's Path of Transformation, is available on Amazon, Amazon.com. We'll be back next week on the Transforming Truth broadcast at 12.15 a.m. Write me an email. Let me know how you're doing. If you called in tonight, I'd love to hear your testimony. Info at ChrisPalmerMinistries.com. We love you. God bless you. And we'll talk to you next week. Now that you've received the transforming truth of the Word of God, go deeper. Go to our website, ChrisPalmerMinistries.com. Or log on to our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Chris Palmer Ministries. Then partner with Chris financially at Chris Palmer Ministries, P.O. Box 403, Walled Lake, Michigan, 48390. And tune in again every Saturday night at 1215 a.m. for Transforming Truth with Chris Palmer on WMUZ 103.5 FM, The Light.